Welcome to Bold and Bright-Eyed. From the Midwest to the East Coast, we are three gals who are goal-driven boss ladies that want to connect and inspire you to get things done. From navigating relationships, taking care of the family, running businesses, doing good, solid clinical work for our patients, all while still trying to get to the gym, look good, and take time for ourselves. Trust us. We get it. We want to connect with you. We're glad you're here, and we can't wait for the bold and bright-eyed journey to begin. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Bold and Bright-Eyed. I'm Dr. Keely Brown, and with me tonight is Dr. Jesslyn Quint. Hey, everyone. And Dr. Kendall Bott. Hey, guys. So we're going to be talking about professional branding tonight, the importance, the benefits, the how-tos, and the why. So going off professional branding and the formalities, what do you guys prefer to be called? Jesslyn, do you have a preference? I think in most settings, like I'm very, I'm cool with Jesslyn or for like my actual friends, Jess. Um, But I think professionally, I usually go by Dr. Quint a lot. And I think that that just stems from the fact that I'm a young female and sometimes people don't realize that I'm the actual doctor when I walk into the room. Um, So sometimes in those settings, I will introduce myself as Dr. Quint. Um, But usually I'll just go by Jess. Yeah, Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. What do you do? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm similar in that regard. When I first started working out of optometry school, um, I had the same issue. Many people weren't sure if I was the doctor or not. So I started off by going by Doctor Bot, and um, it kind of just stuck. So in most professional situations, I do go by Doctor Bot, um, but you know, in social situations, it'll it'll just be Kindle. So kind of depends on. Um, Depends on what's going on and and if it's a professional situation or not. But I think now, looking back where I'm at now, with the confidence I have, I think I could walk into a room even in a professional situation and and introduce myself with my first name. But um, it took some time to get there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I go by, I like the doctor title for certain situations, just like you two had said. But um, I also kind of like just my first name, like Dr. Keeley, for um, different professional reasons as well but because I feel like Dr. Brown is so um like generic and kind of common so I was trying to figure out how like to set myself apart so that's why I went with my first name yeah healing yeah to kind of make it different I like that Um, too I think if I went with my first name everybody like it would be like Dr. Jessa what Dr. Jehusa what (laughs) yeah yeah. Quinn's easier (laughs) I have that problem with my first and my last name, so <laughs> I think the, the one-syllable one. That's a good yeah. idea. Okay, so on professional branding, I think it's kind of like the new business card. It's kind of what you have to do, and you start it in your professional school, and it carries on into your profession, and you use it to showcase yourself to the public or to patients and kind of give them an idea of who you are before they even meet you. Um, So I started that um, when I was in my last semester of optometry school. I started an Instagram page and then a website, and then, of course, had LinkedIn going on as well. Um, I paid more attention to my website and Instagram for my patients, and LinkedIn was more professional and has its, its space as well. Um, what do you two do as far as professional branding? Do you have anything specific or different? Um, 
Jesslyn, do you, since you have a, both a business and personal Instagram, like how do you navigate all that? Yeah. I think my personal branding story, if we want to call it that, has really kind of evolved and changed over the last year specifically. Um, I think prior, like a year ago or a little bit more, I was very hesitant to do any personal branding or to really put myself out there. Naturally, I'm a very private person. Like I don't like anybody in my business. I don't like drama. So I felt like that, that guarded disconnect, um, was just like ultra professional. Um, but I think my theory has kind of evolved over the year. And, you know, I, I am a business owner and since taking ownership um, of a company a couple years ago, it's made me think kind of long-term. And I think what made me finally get on board of the personal branding train is when I think about my exit strategy from my current practice, you know, if I, I obviously I'm going to work hard to build that up and to lead that organization and to lead that team. But at the end of, at the end of all of that work, you know, is it my company or is it like Dr. Jocelyn Quinn, you know, like kind of the brand. And so that made me just be a little bit more open to personal branding. Um, and two, then I started thinking about how, you know, people are going to talk and assume and say different things, whether, whether you want it to happen or not happen, whether it's good or bad or, you know, anything in between. And so one cool thing I feel like about personal branding is that you kind of have control over what you put out there. You know, like if people are going to be like really curious about what's going on in my life, then I at least have, you know, the control to kind of dictate what is out there, you know, to an extent on the interwebs. So I, I think my first step, um, in, you know, in personal branding was like to make my Instagram public. <laughs> um, and I, you know, like starting to work on a website and I'm probably a lot newer to personal branding than you guys. You guys definitely have a lot more experience, but, um, those are, that's kind of like what I'm working on right now. Instagram has been my main source. And then hopefully within the next week or two, I'll have a published website, uh, to work with. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I started my Instagram page when I first got out, um, with my goal and mindset to educate the public on different, um, ocular health issues and facts and tidbits with that. And then some fashion and inspiration mixed in there as well. And when I first graduated, I was doing a lot of fill in work. So it was an easy way for my patients to kind of keep up with me. And then along the same lines that you said, Jesslyn is like, well, you know, control what's out there. So I did keep it ultra professional and I still do. And I will sometimes sprinkle in some normal daily life pictures in there in between. Um, but I think that Overall, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, in this day and age, we can kind of connect with people on a different level and patients on a different level than we ever have been able to before. And then, uh, Kendall, you have a little blog and Instagram and you kind of take it from a different perspective. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I kind of keep my branding and in, in a way to stay organized. So I have, um, I have a LinkedIn page separate just for professional um, and then I have um, a personal Instagram, and on my personal Instagram, I started getting, um, you know, friends and people I was connecting with asking me questions about how I did certain things, and then, you know, when I got married, whether I was going to keep my last name, and um, I think among among the people that I'm close with, uh, kind of was um, 
a trailblazer in that way that I was doing things before other people, being first generation here. Um, you know, my parents, my parents moved here in their 20s. So there was, there was a lot of things in the culture that were just different and people didn't really know how to navigate. So um, I was talking to um, some friends and my husband about it and they're like, why don't, why don't you start a blog? So it kind of started that way. Um, and I started uh, Life After Wife on Instagram. So that's public. Um, and I have that as, you know, my separate blog brand where I discuss things about just my day-to-day life. Um, I also include, you know, being a doctor, my travel on there. Um, and then, um, and I have a website connected to that as well. So that's not as much just a professional, um, you know, platform as it is kind of these different things together. Um, so I'm also, the way that I put that out there, I'm a little bit more trying to be a little bit more limiting. I'm not necessarily wanting my patients to all search for that. If they come across it, I mean, that's fine, but it's not something that I'm necessarily linking to my LinkedIn and um, me uh, as, you know, a professional optometrist, but that's kind of how, how that got started. One good thing that I think about personal branding is that it, it kind of personifies you. Like sometimes I feel like as like a doc or somebody who has a lot of education or, you know, somebody who's had these successful milestones or whatever, like the general public can sometimes be really intimidated by that. Um, but at the end of the day, like everybody's still a person, right? Like you still have, you're just a normal human being. And so I think that personal branding, even if you do it from a professional aspect that has that personal flair. So I don't know. I think it's, it's cool in a way that it just personifies the person. It's like a good reminder that, oh, they're an actual human. (laughs) Yeah. It makes you more relatable for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. So with that said, what do you think some of the cons are to branding yourself? So is it putting too much out there? Uh, you know, it's always documented. It's always going to be there. And even if you delete it, sometimes things resurface. Um, is, ha- is it having inappropriate things? Obviously, that seems obvious. But um, what do you think some of the cons are? Yeah, I think that's like the big question, you know, like how much is too much out there? I mean, obviously, if you're just like doing illegal activity or, you know, like putting all these like (laughs) drinking photos, like all, you know, I feel like as a common sense, like we all agree, like that's probably not good personal branding or, you know, you have to kind of watch the language that you use or, you know, there's a lot of different things. We've seen that all over the news where people have been burned on Twitter for, you know, quick little 20 second tweets that they sent out. But, um, you know, on one end, it is kind of scary because you don't really sometimes always know how it's maybe going to be perceived. And people who do personal branding, you are putting yourself out there and you're opening yourself up to a lot of, a lot of just, you know, assumptions, I guess. Right. Yeah. Assumptions. And I think, you can be, you know, criticized to it too. The larger voice you have, the more criticism you'll have from it. But overall, I think if you direct that to something positive, that is still worthwhile in the end. Um, Kendall, do you yeah. have a website too that goes along with yeah, your blog? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's connected to um, connected to my blog. I think the website's on on the Instagram page too. But yeah, it's it's the same. It's kind of all streamlined. It's, you know, the Life After Wife blog. So I talk about my travel. You know, I talk about, um, you know, 
things related to, to optometry as well in there. Um, I talk a little bit about my dance company, but also my dance company has its separate, it has its own separate um, Instagram page and it's managed separately. So um, that that blog is, is mainly just for the life after wife. So it has some of the stuff from, you know, optometry in it, but, but mainly it's, it's just that. And I, I think I was telling you guys about this a little while ago that I had connected a Facebook page to it because with Instagram, in order to promote your page, they like tell you, you should, um, you know, connect it to Facebook. And then that way people can connect on both platforms. Um, and then I decided that I didn't want to do that and I couldn't get rid of the page, uh, for a long time. Somehow it was just out there and floating in space and I finally just got it down. So I think sometimes, um, you're eager to share and then you kind of take a step back and say, you know, how much is too much, um, like you guys are saying and, and how much do I want to put out there and how much do I want to be able to connect with people? Um, you know, and being women as well, you know, being so accessible by direct message and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's just something you want to consider. And I think professional branding is positive, but yeah, you want to definitely think about these things before you're, before you're putting things out there. So with that being said, I think sometimes professional branding, it could be a a double-edged sword. So it's a great thing. I think overall, and you definitely put yourself out there and it personifies you like that you said that Jess because it does give you an image and you're able to control that to some extent. One thing I've liked about it too is you get to see other professionals. It's kind of been really neat on Instagram to connect with other professionals across different um, occupations occupations, and um, learning from them and seeing them use it uh, to educate people as well. But then on the flip side of that too, I think a little bit of the whole... Um, the pressure in social media too kind of gets overwhelming and can lead to some burnout. So that leads us into one of our future episodes. We'll kind of talk about the influences of other people and all the things that we see every day and then, you know, being overworked and burned out. Do you ladies have anything to add on professional branding? Yeah. I think there's, you know, some very positive things. Like you kind of touched on the networking aspect. Um, it can, I mean, you're kind of self-advertising yourself too, you know, whether it's you're great at taking photos or you're a professional speaker, you know, whatever your brand kind of portrays, it's, it's like, it's advertising. So that can create, you know, lead to more opportunities, which is huge. Um, and I, I think the biggest con that you just have to maybe be aware of is that, you know, when you are out there, I think it takes, um, I think people who do personally brand themselves are very confident individuals, right? Like I really admire those people who are actually bold enough to just, you know, put themselves out there, um, in the way that they do. Um, but the con is that, you know, then you're searchable. So anytime you're meeting somebody for the first time, whether it's a new patient in your chair or a potential new work colleague or, you know, a new friend or anything like that, then maybe they, it doesn't give you like a true first impression, I guess, which sometimes isn't always fair, you know, on that sort of relationship. Um, cause you, you know, the other person's kind of coming in with some preconceived notions, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and they can project onto you mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, what I do think is cool is how a lot of, um, especially, you know, that I've noticed in optometry, but in other, other, um, professions as well as you can see along with their career what other things that 
um, you know, our colleagues are doing, whether it's in, you know, the arts or, um, you know, a whole different business that they have um, in addition to um, what they're doing in their career. I think it's cool to see um, not only, like, your patients seeing you as, as a doc and personifying you, but seeing your own colleagues and what they're doing with their lives, you know, outside of optometry or outside of whatever profession they may be in. I think it's inspiring. So I think it's cool to be able to prof- to professionally brand yourself in that way, um, to be able to connect with others in, in that networking aspect as well. Yeah. Keely, you had talked a little bit on the pressures that sometimes come when somebody does... Um, you know, when you, when you do personal brand yourself, um, I want to know kind of like what, what pressures you guys feel. I, I feel like sometimes for like, since Instagram is my biggest platform, um, there are sometimes where I just don't really feel like posting. Like if I have a really busy work day, the last thing I'm thinking about is like posting on social media. So I feel like sometimes the pressure that I feel is that maintaining, um, putting up content, you know what I mean? And sometimes I feel like if, if I have this super planned out, then it's not like genuine. Right, like it's kind of like a forced sort of thing. So I feel like that's the biggest pressure that I feel, and maybe that's just because of the platform that I use. But like, what what kind of um, pressures do you guys feel, and how do you work on those for, um, you know, maybe somebody who's thinking about personal branding um, can get some tips from that? Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, definitely, there's like content is the hardest part, and have mental blocks a lot, and I'm uninspired at times. But I find that when I am inspired or when I have those moments of where I'm just like dumping out ideas, I have to write it down and I have to create in that moment because I mind that habit later. So I try to use that time and kind of batch produce some things. And then I definitely have times where I just will post like on the spot. But I've gone weeks without posting anything on Instagram or writing anything for my website. And the other side of it is too, it takes a lot of time. Like the time is kind of crazy and I'm doing it all myself, you know, so just to find the time to make, um, you know, pictures with little inspirational quotes on them or to write a whole document on dry eyes or tips for eye strain or eye makeup related stuff. Like it, it takes time. Um, but I also use it as a creative outlet too. I also enjoy it. Um, so I think it's just a matter of just managing your time. Right. And when you're, having creative moments to use those moments and to be efficient with your time. I think that's the goal to everything. Yeah. I think planning it out ahead of time, kind of like we were talking about earlier, um, is huge because there's, it's, it's hard to keep maintaining, you know, new content, um, constantly. Um, so having that time before where you are coming up with, with, you know, new things and and new posts and having them ready to go is, is great because yeah, you won't always have the time, um, you know, and, and trying to find the time sometimes when a busy schedule can also just get you to the point where you're not having enough time for your own self and, and that kind of thing too. So I agree. Time management is huge when it comes to professional branding. Yeah. For somebody who's maybe wanting to kind of create a personal brand, sometimes the hardest part when they're first getting started is like trying to decide what your brand will be. You know, like, is it going to be like for me specifically, like optometrist? Is it going to be traveler? Is it going to be, you know, community involved or, you know, it's like figuring out all those different avenues. So how did you guys arrive at your brands? Like what was the thought process that you went through to kind of walk through, um, some of those things. Kenj, uh, why don't you tell us your story first? 
So um, what I noticed is that in order to, um, you know, connect with other people, you have to pick a few things that you're strong at and that you want to um, show to the world. And um, picking too many things, I think, makes it hard. And it's also hard to find content on so many different top, so many different topics all the time. So I picked, um, you know, one just being being an eye doctor because that was kind of something I was trying to cross over a little bit into um, my life after wife blog. And then traveling was huge. That was something I got into a lot in the last few years, and it's um, I think been one of the reasons why I've personally grown a lot, and it was important to me. So that was another one. Um, so those are probably the two the two big ones. Um, that went into how I um, was maintaining my identity as, you know, as being Dr. Kindlebot, you know, pre and post getting married. So it was kind of tying those things in together. Um, and then I think then you have that platform. So based off of what your branding is, then that's the content that you're trying to show. Um, and that's how people are going to connect with you. I think if you have too many things that you're trying to um, talk about or post about, then it, it, things get kind of lost in the shuffle. So I think you have to be very clear. And you can see in a lot of people's Instagram pages underneath their name, they have a few things listed out or hashtagged, and those are the main things that they're usually posting about. So I think it's um, important to, yeah, you're right, to, to know what you're branding and, and how you want to be seen um, before you start, you know, making websites and Instagram pages and, and that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Keely, how did you decide what you wanted to do? I formed mine when I was, you know, at the end of school and about to graduate. And so I was super excited about being an optometrist. So I formed mine around eyes and being an optometrist and um, just inspiring people to live out their dreams and live the life that you want to live. That's kind of my whole motto is um, just trying to, you know, inspire people to be the best that they can be. And I feel like I just kind of combined that, meshed it all together and, that's what I do. That's kind of the theme the whole way. I always put like happy, positive things on my Instagram and sprinkle in some eye related ocular health, public health type things. Because I realize nobody's searching hashtag eyes. Like the average person is not interested. <laughs> <Except> for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag AMD or anything like that. But um, I thought I would try to. Uh, mesh in some fun elements with a fashion inspiration that would appeal to the average person and then do my eye stuff a little bit on the side. And I think, you know, people tell me that it, they really like it and they like enjoy, they enjoy the facts and uh, like reading about it. And I think that I found the right balance of the two to kind of add it in there. So... All right. Well, any last comments? Any last fun little tidbits? <laughs> Professional branding. Um, I think just along with everything we talked about, when you are going to put yourself out there on a website or on Instagram or whatever it is, you do want to look professional or you want to look the part. Um, so making sure the photos that you're using um, and the content that you're using is is professional looking because you want people to take you seriously if that's you know that's what you're going for so I think that's important to do as well um is to make sure that you have an idea of how you want to present yourself before you do it and then also then executing um especially because nowadays everything is you know you see the person's face first and then you're reading what's going on with them afterwards so that that's the first impression that you're putting out there so making sure that your pictures are 
top notch, I would say, is, is just something else I wanted to add in. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think always going with the mindset that anything you put online, just it's written into, you know, stone or it's totally. inked in, it's going to be there for the rest of your life. So you just have to, yes, yeah, so you just have to, you know, be okay with the ramifications, <laughs> good or bad, that come from that. So... But I, I do think personal branding, you know, not just in optometry, not just in healthcare, it's affecting every industry. And as Keely said, when we first started this episode, it is kind of the new business card, you know, like I feel like if you're not personal branding, you're missing out on huge opportunities. So I, I would encourage anybody who hasn't, per, you know, started a personal branding to, you know, start thinking about it because it's, I think it's soon going to become, well, I feel like it's already kind of become the norm almost. Um, it's a different generation. It's a different time. And it's it's important. Oh, well, the guys, thanks for joining us. And we will see you on the next episode about burnout.